0: Welcome to episode 99 of the Talking Fires podcast, Ben Fadden, your host here. Thanks so much for joining on YouTube or Apple Podcasts, Spotify, wherever you're getting this. Thank you so much uh, for joining in. Uh, I'd rather be talking about things that are not financial stuff or, you know, CBA or lockout, but based on what the players in the league are doing, you know, they can't come to an agreement. And while other leagues are thriving, the players in the league are bickering over money but that's what we had to talk about. That's that was pretty much the news that came out of uh, today, which is Tuesday night, which is when I'm recording this episode coming out on Wednesday morning. Uh, but so let's just get right into it, and I'll give you my thoughts on the news. You know, near the end, uh, but just full breakdown of the latest CBA talks for anyone that hasn't really been, uh, you know, following it because they're frankly just tired of it. And I totally agree i totally am as well i understand if you are tired of it Um, but there is some things that i think even people that have been following it might learn from this breakdown that i'll give you because there's a lot i learned even just reading some articles that there's things that they're talking about that will make this process probably go longer and longer Uh, Because it's things that I'm not even or I wasn't even considering. And I'm sure a lot of people weren't even considering. They were just thinking about the rules, the universal DH, the payroll, uh, you know, arbitration. There's more things that they're talking about. They're talking about those things as well. But there's a lot more things and we'll get right into that, too. But um, so I'll give you my thoughts near the end. uh, But just a full breakdown here. An article came out on Monday from The Athletic. Evan Drellich wrote it. Uh, came out Monday detailing five different categories that the players association and major league baseball. So the league commissioner's office, the owners, that those two sides are disagreeing about five different categories. And one was minimum salary. Uh, The players association wants the minimum salary for every player, regardless of who they are, every major leaguer to be $775,000. Right now, I think it seems like they've kind of come to a compromise of 615,000, at least the league has, but the players want more. Uh, it's understandable. Uh, players' careers aren't usually as long, obviously, as a regular working American who can work for decades or whatever, or more than that. Um, they are usually their major league career. Even if they, you know, there's such a small percentage that they reach the major leagues, but. Even them, you know, breaking that, getting into that small percentage and reaching it, that average major league span is not long. You know, five years is probably even longer than the average major league. We're not talking about the superstars. We're just talking about the average major league players, you know, like Austin Adams, someone like that, just the average guys. um, They want to, so they want to capitalize on the money that they're getting because this is their career. Um, So it's understandable. I'm more on the player side in this stuff, uh, but let's keep going. The second thing that they disagree on, according to the article, Evan Drellich wrote arbitration bonus pools. Uh, The third one, uh, luxury tax, which is obviously, you know, understandable. The owners want it kind of lower so they don't have to pay. Well, some some might want it higher like the Yankees, but most, teams probably want it to stay where it's at or only go up $4 million from where it is right now. So from 210 to 214 million, uh, which is because I think teams are willing to spend the money. They just don't want to make it to go up way a lot so that they like have no excuse, but to pay more superstars because they're allowed to, they're not going to get taxed on it. Um, The players though, they want it to go up higher uh, because that means it will allow those bigger market teams to spend money and pay for the Brian, Chris Bryants and the Nick Castellanos and maybe overpay for other some guys like we've seen already with Cordy Seeger and all that, but get those larger market teams like the Yankees, who in recent years have kind of been hesitant to spend big money, especially I know they have an Aaron Judge possible extension coming up that they want to save money for. They just gave Garrett Cole $324 million. That's turning out well, not. Um, But it's understandable that the players want a higher higher luxury tax so that it lessens the number of excuses owners have. Um, The draft lottery is another thing they disagree on. Major League Baseball wants only three teams, the worst three teams to be entered in a lottery where they get a chance to get the number one pick and so forth, kind of like the NBA is doing. So it's not guaranteed worst record gets number one pick. and It's in reverse order like it has been. Um, the Players Association wants eight because then because if there's more teams in the lottery, that disencourages teams to tank because even if you're in the bottom, you know, if you're in the bottom pretty much third of the league, it doesn't matter. You're not guaranteed having the number one pick or whatnot, you know um the players association so just to kind of re say this the players association they want eight teams instead of three because if it's eight teams that great and that you know that that brings in more teams to have the ability to get that number one pick and so i think that increases the the chances of those worst three four teams in the league to try to compete because regardless of where they finish, if they're in the top eight, you know, you can still get the number one pick. Um, So I think it just increases teams wanting to win because they just don't have that secure, okay, we're getting the top three pick like you would if you were a bottom three team. So the draft lottery is another thing. Service time manipulation is another thing. Uh, Obviously, as well, we've seen that past year's teams manipulate service time with Chris Bryant was a notable case with the Cubs. Uh, He obviously didn't win it because there just isn't proof of that happening. They can't really prove it. All they they know that it happened. You just can't literally prove it. Um, But so that's another thing. So five things that they that they disagree on. And I'm sure that's not the end of it. Uh, But those were the five things detailed. The two sides, this is from Evan Drellich again as well, two sides met again on Tuesday for 90 minutes. The Players Association dropped the pre-arbitration bonus pool that they wanted from $105 million to $100 million. Uh, and from wanting a top 30 war, the top 30 players in pre-arbitration to get bonuses to only the top 20 or the top seven at each position. Uh, so they're trying to make some concessions. The league has kind of made some concessions, but they're not great enough concessions. It, it's just not. Uh, it's, you know, lowering, offering to lower the pre-hour bonus pool $5 million is not going to do anything, in my opinion. So I think that while these are concessions, it's just not enough. It's each side trying to say, hey, we made a concession, right? So you should do it too. Hey, look at us we're the good guys we're making concessions over here trying to get this spring training started, but the other side isn't doesn't want it to happen so it's kind of it seems to me when it's just these small adjustments it's just for the public and just wanting to look good uh, drellit said it's to be decided when the next core economic uh bargaining sessions will be uh Bob Nightingale reported that. Today, so Wednesday, is when this episode's coming out. Wednesday will be another meeting between the two sides, the Players Association and the league, but it will not be about economic uh, issues. So, you know, like the luxury tax, draft lottery, our pools, minimum salary, like we're all talking about right now. More, lo- more about rules. And I'll get more to my reaction, but Passon also tweeted on Tuesday that there's little progress being made from this 90-minute meeting and spring training is, quote, in grave danger and quote would take miraculous a miraculous deal coming together to rescue end quote the start of spring training. So it definitely is in danger, uh, and based on things that are happening based on the information, sides not agreeing, so many different things that sides aren't agreeing about. It's not like it's one thing that would you know be ideal. It's a lot of things, and we're not even talking about rules yet. Um, so, the main focus is obviously the money. Um, with all this different things that there's two sides aren't agreeing about, it just it really really puts a damper on getting the season started on time, getting spring training started on time, because they're just not coming to an agreement. You can meet all you want. But if you're making these small adjustments, it's not going to do anything. You have to really make real concessions, and it just doesn't seem like that's happening. John Heyman tweeted on Tuesday as well that the two sides didn't even get to talking about the competitive balance tax or minimums for pre-R players. I'd mentioned that pre-R players, the balance, the luxury tax and all that, those are issues that they don't agree about. But it seems like they weren't even talking about that on Tuesday. So again, those are two big issues that will take time to, you know, go over. Uh, that will have to be delayed, and it's just more things put on the, t- the two sides' plates that they're going to have to agree about. And the odds that they agree about that in the next, you know, couple weeks are very, very slim. And then you got to counter in that there's going to be a couple weeks, probably, for players, so players can be signed, free agents can be signed. Uh, teams can you know make up the rest of their rosters the Padres need outfield they need uh, probably some more pitching depth you know at least in the minor leagues they need uh, bench outfielders so there's just a lot of things that the Padres need a lot of things that a lot of different teams need um, to get done and they need time to do that before setting up spring training Uh, and it's February 1st as I'm recording this February 2nd when this episode comes out So in my date was February 1st to kind of start worrying about if there's no significant traction happening to start worrying about spring training being pushed back, you know, middle of February, usually when pitchers and catchers report, I just don't see that happening. You think that a deal would probably have to be agreed upon or really close to being agreed upon for that to happen? Because like I just mentioned, the time needed for teams to construct rosters and for players and wives and families to know where they're going for the season and to rent places out and all that. It just takes time. Um, So, and to get all this formalized, all the paperwork, all the agreements, it takes time. And so times clicking, you know, ticking away and uh, time is definitely not on the fan side right now in terms of the season getting started on time. Nightingale, Bob Nightingale of USA today tweeted on Tuesday afternoon, Like I mentioned, there will be another negotiation session on Wednesday. So later today, uh, when this episode's coming out, uh, but that's not economic issues, which is a big, I I don't understand this. Why are they flip-flopping between non-economic issue meetings and economic issue meetings? Get one of them done first and then tackle the other issue. I get that both sides, when there's, a counter thing, there's a counter proposal. Uh, you know, the other side that's getting counted, they have to, you know, talk together, you know, bring their heads together and you know, make another proposal. And it takes time, but okay, then take that time that night later that night to talk about it and say, We agree about this, we don't agree about this, this thing's dumb. We, but we do agree about this point. Take that time to do that instead of preparing for the next day's meeting that has nothing to do with what you talked about the day before. Like the, for, for what I think, I mean, these guys should be meeting every day, you know, like what's, what's the point of these couple times a week meetings and these 90 minute meetings, there's 24 hours in a day. You want eight hours of sleep. Okay. That leaves a lot of time on the table every day to meet. This is their job right now, is it not? It's the Major League Baseball's job. It's the player's job, the player leaders of each team's, their job. Uh, Tony Clark, it's their job, his job. It's their job to get an agreement done if they want a season, if they want to get paid this year. So I don't understand why both sides don't want to meet every day and why both sides Don't want to meet for five hours instead of 90 minutes like this last meeting on Tuesday did. You know, that's how long it went. It got heated. Okay, that doesn't mean you stop after 90 minutes. You know, this is your job. You want to get paid. You want a season to happen. You want a chance to go win a World Series, at least for the players that I'm talking about, the owners. Get a deal done. You know, this isn't, you know, playing this out in public is already bad enough. But, you know, being lackadaisical with, you know, the way that you're attacking these negotiations just makes you look dumb. And it's making it's really irritating to the fans, to me, to Padre fans, to Yankee fans, to Reds fans, to Marlins fans, whoever. It's really irritating that these sides aren't meeting for longer periods of time. It just doesn't seem like there's urgency. It's February now. Spring training is supposed to start this month. And there's minimum salary, R bonus, bonus pools, luxury tax, draft lottery, service time manipulation, DH, no DH, uh, runner on second, extra innings rules. There's so many things that they need to hash out, and it just doesn't seem there, like there's a whole lot of urgency. And it seems like there's still, you know, there's still compromise happening, but it seems like to me that both sides are just dug in. And they're going to make a little bit, little compromise here, little compromise there. But like I mentioned earlier, that's not good enough. That is not good enough. And you're, you can't, it seems like the two sides, they're talking past one another instead of to each other. When meetings are only happening 90 minutes, those are usually meetings where you're agreeing about something, right? You're agreeing, you're saying, okay, we'll come back tomorrow. No, you're coming back tomorrow or you're coming back later today because this is when the episode's coming out. But you're again, you're flip-flopping between non-core economic issues and then economic issues. Get one of them done and then get another one done. Having constant flowing discussion about one subject, get that tackled, and then move on to the next. I think that's how the progress is going to be made, not just flip-flopping around and moving around. It just seems like they're trying to not start spring training on time instead of trying to start spring training on time. So that's the latest on the CBA Talks. Uh, I'll definitely be back later this week. Update you, stay tuned to the social media channels, subscribe on YouTube, download the podcast. Thank you so much for listening. If you ever have questions, want me to discuss anything on the podcast, just let me know and we'll get to it. Uh, Thank you so much for listening. Until next time, let's go Padres. And hopefully these two sides can start talking to each other and not past each other.